Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans, about veterans, by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm Larry Zoliax, your host, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. And today's guest is Katie Fallon. She is the Executive Director of Bridal Paths, which is an equestrian therapy, horse therapy uh, facility very close to us here uh, at the Warrior Retreat. And it is actually one of our offsite activities. So our families that stay with us from Walter Reed or Fort Belvoir uh, will often go out and enjoy their program that they have there at Bridal Pass. And they always rave about it. Um, I have been out there, and uh, it's it's an amazing place. So, uh, Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. For our listeners, can you just kind of describe what Bridal Paths is, what you what you do sort of on a daily basis? Absolutely. So Bridal Paths is a nonprofit equine-assisted services organization. We offer... Uh, we're based in Leesburg, Virginia, and we offer um, adaptive riding, where we're teaching riding skills adapted to the needs of the rider, whatever that might be. Uh, we offer equine-assisted learning, which is some of the work that we are proud to offer to your families uh, that you refer to uh, to us. And then we offer equine-assisted psychotherapy. The common thread across the different service lines, if you will, is... Um, focus on relationship, communication, connection, and trust, emotional attunement, and we serve people with invisible injuries. Um, the people who, in perhaps in other settings, folks might look at and say, what's the matter? We, you know, what's going on with you? And you feel like anything but okay. So that includes folks with anxiety and depression, um, self-harm and suicidal ideation, traumatic brain injury, things that are difficult for other people to perceive, perhaps, um, and that we, for a variety of reasons, tend to perhaps keep to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we work a lot with veterans uh, and service members and their families. We think the, um, the family component of this is critical. Nothing happens in a vacuum, and if something is affecting one member of a family, by definition, it affects um, all members of the family, which is another reason that we're so proud and delighted to work with the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run, because mm -hmm. I know you all share that philosophy. Sure. Everybody serves in their own way. Mm -hmm. And how big is the facility? How many horses do you have? What is it? Okay. Have barn? And what, what does it look like? So the facility itself is... Um, a 56-acre property. It's mm -hmm. privately owned by a Navy veteran and his wife, who's a retired nurse. They are some of the most incredible people I've ever been privileged to know, and they are fully supportive of this. So um, we have 11 horses on site, ranging in size from uh, two miniature horses to Shetland ponies that are mother and son, actually, mm. um, all the way up to our biggest horse, Admiral, who I mm. believe you've met. Oh, I have. That, yes. that horse is huge. He's a big man. He's, uh, yeah, he's well over 17 hands. Which, by the way, if you're not a horse person, mm -hmm. I can translate to <laughs> um, 17 hands, I think, is like 23 feet tall. 
is what it seemed it's, to me. Well, yes, yes, he does look that big. A hand is four inches. Oh, so so he stands about three. six feet tall <laughs> at the at the shoulder. Yes, large and yes, he, a, a, a magnificent horse. I mean, he's just. He's just beautiful, but he's just the biggest horse I think I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you all put me on top of him. And I did. I did. That was kind of crazy. Uh, um, what does a typical client for Bridal Path look like? Our typical clients are folks who are have, in a lot of cases, have experienced trauma, and that's both on the civilian and the military side. Mm-hmm. Folks with post-traumatic stress, anxiety, um, we do see, particularly with our military clients, uh, folks who have experienced military sexual trauma or um, moral injury types of insults. So a lot of what we do, a lot of our focus is on helping our clients to achieve a sense of felt safety, mm-hmm. where um, we're not in the first instance trying to teach them anything. Um because across the board, what we find is that when folks come to us, um, we want to encourage them in the first instance to be, to just take a breath and notice what you notice, um, which we call kind of thinking like a horse, mm-hmm. um, taking in information from your environment. And that takes the time it takes for that to happen. Um, from that place of just being, people can then particularly those who have experienced trauma can start to bring their thinking brains online um, because when we're when we've experienced trauma, we find ourselves in a bit of a feedback loop of always being vigilant of our surroundings, and it's very difficult to put that down. Mm-hmm. So, but from that sense of felt safety, um, which the horses excel at offering to people, then people can start to think and bring their. Um, prefrontal cortex on board to apply that to situations. From that thinking place, then people can start to learn because the information is more accessible, more readily available, and then they can do. But if we start on the other side of things, I I mean, your experience with that role notwithstanding, where I just said, come on, Larry, it'll be fine. (laughs) We, if we were to start with, and sometimes people ask us this, like, why, why are we not riding? Yeah. I said, because I can say whatever I want, um, and I can tell you that it will be safe. But if I start by saying to somebody, all right, this will be fine. Don't worry about it. We're going to get you up on this horse, and it's going to be fine. Your nervous system doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be really difficult. There might be expectations or recalling previous experiences that were other than fine (laughs) with horses. Um, And then it becomes really difficult to settle. People think they're being judged or evaluated in some way. Well, they just think the program's not going to work for them. Right, right. Uh, this isn't working for me. And then mm-hmm. two visits and they're gone, which right. is the last thing in the world you want. Absolutely. You know, I know your program works. It just works wonders with veterans and PTS and because um, the horses are so intuitive. They are. They see, they pick up everything. They really do. And you don't. You don't realize that until mm-hmm. you you are near them and you see um, they'll go to certain people. Right. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. I believe you guys received a, a grant for um, from 
is it the VA? We have just received, we were notified at the end of September, we got our third VA adaptive sports grant to provide equine therapy, and we're really proud of that. It's something that, um, it's honestly one of our favorite things to do because the veterans who come out to our facility, just the realist, you know, they're, um, they are who they are. And it's, um, so we provide the way we got a grant in 2022 and the grant for 2023, um, we're serving, um, we're providing six, eight week equine therapy groups where groups come out once a week um, for two hours. Mm-hmm. And we staff that with a couple of volunteers, myself as an equine specialist and a licensed mental health professional, Mm -hmm. um, along with VA staff. So we have groups that come out from the SUDS unit at the Martinsburg VA. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just started at the end of um, August a group from the DC VA. Nice. Which is something we've been talking about in in discussions with them for a long time. Is that from their polytrauma unit? It is. Their rec therapists are, are bringing them out from the polytrauma unit. Yeah. Great. And for those of our listeners who are not aware, the VA has these polytrauma units, which are um, basically a doctor's office in the middle of the, the VA. And so w- when you uh, are part of the polytrauma unit, um, you're getting a, a, a boatload of care that's coordinated within that unit. And so you don't have to go see that doctor over there and that doctor over there and maybe this one down there, and hope that they talk to each other or bring these records to that one. It's all coordinated there, and it's a higher level of care for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could see where the, the therapy uh, really fits in with that. Um, and rec therapy, thank goodness, is a, is a part of that polytrauma unit. It's not something that veterans have to seek out on their own right. just because somebody says, hey, maybe you'd benefit from, you know, riding horses or getting some therapy, uh, you know, good luck, go find some. Right. You know, so, well, that's really, that's really great. Uh, That's really good news to hear. The other thing I wanted to touch on too, before I forget, is that the staff, yourself, the staff out there are true professionals. This is not people who volunteer, who happen to have a horse and like to ride or something like that. Um, talk a little bit about the, the staff and, and, uh, the, the, just, uh, they're really fantastic and, and qualified beyond belief. Yeah, absolutely. That's a critical part of it. I have multiple certifications. Sometimes I think I'm sort of a professional student, but, um, I am certified, certified through the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship, um, which is a national organization, actually. I'm presenting at their conference next week um, as um, an advanced-level therapeutic riding instructor, um, which entails um, demonstrating considerable knowledge and ongoing continuing education in regard to um, special needs of the humans and care of, of the horses, um, the way the horses move and the way to communicate with the horses, as well as um, riding instruction. I am also certified through PATH as a um, an equine specialist in mental health and learning, mm-hmm. um, which is very relevant to the types of work that we've just been discussing. I am certified as an equine specialist through the Equine Assisted Growth and Learning Association, which is another national organization 
that certifies both equine professionals and mental health professionals, coaches, things of that sort in um, equine-assisted learning and equine-assisted psychotherapy, mm. and a couple of other things, the, the Herd Institute, which is Human Equine Relational Development Institute, I'm on the faculty there, and the Masterson Method, which is developed initially as a way to help the horses. But the, uh, the folks who developed this method discovered in working with groups of veterans, actually, that not only were the horses helped with the bodywork, but what they found was that the individuals who offered the bodywork to the horses, and in this case primarily veterans, yeah. reaped tremendous benefits in terms of mindfulness and presence and mm. awareness, a groundedness um, that was beneficial in a lot of unexpected ways, wow. um, but all very helpful in addressing some of the challenges we've been talking about. Um, sort of these mental health challenges and the invisible injuries, the social and communication difficulties, things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's critical, uh, in my view, that um, we want to have these certifications in the organ. We as an organization have made a commitment to training, so we're hosting any gala training at the beginning of November oh. um, to offer... Yeah, actually, people coming are coming from all over the country to either be certified as uh, initial professionals or uh, initial certification or recertification because it, having an awareness of how we as facilitators show up with this, how the horses show up, um, and how those things intersect um, is is critical to providing a safe environment where people can do their best thinking mm -hmm. about challenges they're grappling with. There are... Other facilities around the country, just like bridle paths, or there are there are varies in terms of the types of services. So I think in this area we're somewhat unusual in the sense of having the, both the path aspects and the egala aspects of the program. But for um, but there are program there are programs that do all of those things. There are programs that do some of those things. So it's it's a matter of go on the websites for Path International or EGALA, they can find programs um, in their areas. Mm. I would, uh, I, I would though, direct, certainly in the Northern Virginia area, any veterans that are interested that they should reach out to you for your program. Um, I'm sure they would benefit from others, but clearly one that has a lot of experience with veterans and has programs specifically for veterans is definitely the way to go. Uh, and there's no cost to the veteran, is there? There is not. We offer these services at no cost to veterans and service members and military families. So the groups that I mentioned are are funded by um, the VA Adaptive Sports Grant. I neglected to mention earlier another piece of that grant is we've started working with the D.C. Mayor's Office of Veterans Affairs. Yeah. Um and we have um, transportation because, as you as you know, transportation can be a huge barrier to um, folks getting out to us. But uh, Virginia Rides, which is a local mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> transportation company, has reduced their rates, and um, we partner with them to get veterans from Judiciary Square, where the Mayor's Office of Veterans Affairs is, out to us and back. Wow. And these are folks who, in a lot of cases, are. Uh, LGBTQ or homeless or in transitional housing, so that uh, we do those 
um, groups on a quarterly basis. We're doing our next one next Wednesday, actually. Wow. And then what we what I've been trying to do is connect folks who come out for those quarterly sessions with staff at the DCVA hmm. to receive those services on an ongoing basis. Sure. How often, if if as a veteran, I I had PTS, and I said, I you know maybe this equine therapy would work for me. What does that program look for me? What does it look like? Is it a weekly thing? or It looks all kinds of different ways. It's very individualized. So for the, um, for the using the example of the families who you all refer out to us, um, that may be a one-time thing, although in cases where the families are relatively local, mm-hmm. they, they might come back. In the case of the uh, VA Adaptive Sports Grant-funded groups, it's eight weeks, um, and we really do encourage um, people to make a commitment to be there for the entirety of the, of the eight weeks because it, each week has a theme, and one theme builds on the next because our goal is not only to give people an experience that's positive while they're there, but that gives them some tools and some resources that they can apply in other facets of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um when things become difficult. Sometimes we, um, I have some veterans who come out um, and participate in the adaptive riding program, and we we fundraise separately for those things. So all of these things are done at no cost in gratitude for everything that veterans and their families and service members do for us mm-hmm. on, a, on an ongoing basis. So it can look a lot of different ways. And sometimes um, veterans who have gone through uh, one of the equine therapy groups that I mentioned will come back and volunteer. Mm. We actually had a gentleman who came for a military family equine therapy group last summer, and he was in his 50s living at home, and he just kind of was having trouble moving forward. Um, and he volunteered for a while over the summer, and then he called me one day and he said, I'm really sorry, I can't come and volunteer anymore. I got a job mm. at Home Depot, mm. and we haven't seen him since last summer because he's working. That's <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Yeah, right. You know, right. we loved having him, but it seems to have given him some wherewithal to to do something else, and that's that's critical. Yeah, that's the name of the game, right mm-hmm. there. That's awesome. So y- you have the facility, which uh, it's it's donated. The property, the use of the property, mm-hmm. is donated by this uh, generous couple, wonderful people. Uh, funding. How else? Where else does your funding come from? Um, We provide services, fee-for-service. We serve private psychotherapy clients, for example, in groups. We do equine-assisted learning groups and adaptive riding lessons every week. We're continuously in fundraising mode. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for, you know, I'm I'm writing grants like the VA Adaptive Sports Grant, partnering with local organizations, um, and community support. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a... um, Actually, we have a fundraising event next Sunday, October 29th, at Lost Creek Winery, which is right next door to our facility. We'll have a raffle. We'll present some information about the program. The funds that we raise are directed, in most cases, to the support of our military programs Mm -hmm. um, because we're committed to doing that at no cost Mm -hmm. for the military community. Horse care is also a thing. You know, the way to make a small fortune in horses is to start with a big one. Mm -hmm. Vet care and... Um, medications. Our horses come to us. Every horse there is there as a second or even a third career. 
mm. um, where they may have been determined to be of limited relevance or importance or value in the career that they were bred to do or purchased or trained to do. And they work with us in the way that makes the most sense to them. So that to say that not every horse does every job, so to speak, um, some of them work only on the ground because that's their comfort level. Others work, do all sorts of things, and they, they enjoy the variety and the um, kind of like a cross-training thing. Yeah. But it's it's individualized for the people and for the horses. Okay. Um, and there's there's a fit and a connection that happens. Actually, these grant-funded groups we call Making the Connection because we're asking folks to consider how they can make the connection to the horses in the first instance, because the horses are going to meet people where they are without judgment, without expectations. Mm -hmm. um, we also invite people to make connections to the other people who are there. And then uh, also there's an aspect of connecting to ourselves, which can be difficult um, depending on what we've experienced and how we've made sense of that. Mm -hmm. So we find that people really are drawn to particular horses, maybe not the horse they initially were drawn to, but they, through using their <clears throat> their powers of observation, their um, curiosity, they make these connections with the horses that become very powerful springboards mm -hmm. for engaging in interpersonal relationships that can be a lot more complicated yeah. for a variety of reasons. The uh, webpage... Mm -hmm. is www.bridalpass.com? Yeah, Bridalpass, B-A. Uh, B-R-I-D-L-E-P-A-T-H-S as in Sam, V-A.org. Okay. .org, okay. Yep. So, and uh, our listeners can go to the webpage and mm -hmm. donate right on the webpage? Absolutely. Awesome. And then you said this coming Sunday? Sunday, October 29th. Okay, and yep. this is a fundraiser at the Lost Winery? It's Lost Creek Winery. Lost Creek Winery in? In Leesburg. Leesburg, okay. Mm -hmm. So just Google that. Mm -hmm. What's the time on that? When... That's from 4 to 7. 4 to 7? Yeah. Okay, so Lost Creek Winery mm -hmm. in Leesburg. Google that. Go it's, there. It's on our website, too. We okay. have, um, you can purchase tickets on the website. Okay, and and tickets are well, how much? Tickets are a hundred dollars for an individual, um, one seventy five for a couple. Nice, and I'm 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 guessing they get some wine with that. Yep. Okay, good. Yep. I imagine it's a nice place. I, I... It is. It's they have a lot of weddings there. So yeah, I was going to say wine and heavy hors d'oeuvres, and you got to go. It's hard to find a winery that doesn't look right. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, it'll be lovely. Well, that's great. Um, I really hope that that there's a good turnout there, and I think uh, uh, hopefully our listeners who are listening want something to do on the weekend. Uh, if you haven't made plans, uh, go to the web page, get some tickets, go out there, learn more about the program, and support them, and think about the ways that you can support them. If one of our listeners, and most of them are veterans. If they think this is a program that might work for them, how should they get in touch with you? They can contact us through the website. There's a contact form on there. The email address is bridalpaths at gmail.com. Okay. Contact phone number is there. Um, it all comes to me, so I will happily talk to anybody who's interested in perhaps receiving services or volunteering or just learning more about what, what we do. Okay, great. 
Well, listen, thank you very much for taking the time to come out and see the retreat and sit down uh, and tell us uh, so much about Bridal Paths. I can tell you I've been out there. Uh, it's an amazing program. The staff is uh, wonderful. If you if you need this thing to help you, uh, then don't hesitate to reach out to them. Please go and support them on the webpage or uh, buy some tickets and go to the fundraiser this Sunday. Uh, but thank you so much for coming out. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. For our listeners, we'll uh, be back next week with uh, another episode on Monday. Um, if you have any questions, you comments, you need anything from us, you can reach us at podcast at willingwarriors.org. Until then, thanks for listening. The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.